Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today we are going to talk about growing in Christ. Yes, that's the topic, growing in Christ. I can remember this time when I was in my 20s and I went to church, but I was still in the world. I didn't put away my childish things. I was still going to the club, drinking and smoking my weed and looking. And I wasn't seeking God until Sunday morning at church. So I can relate to the lukewarm people and I understand what Bible says now because I am a teacher of the word of God. But in my younger age, in my younger adult age, I was still blinded to the things of the world. But there was a change in 2012 where I was going through a lot of hard times struggling and at the bottom of my pit in my early 30s. And one evening I had a dream or maybe a vision. And I still remember to this day, I was walking and going somewhere or ready to do something. And then a doe just fell in my lap. Likely literally it stopped me in my tracks. After my, after my encounter hearing the still small voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, I asked a pastor, what does a doe mean in the Bible? And she told me the Holy Spirit, she said, I believe that you have been chosen and God's spirit is with you. That same evening, I went home and got on my knees and prayed and praised the Lord. I sit in the room crying, not understanding why God would choose a girl like me. But God chose me. And that evening I started to speak in tongues and I never been the old, I never been the old Dantisha. I had to learn to put away childish things with the help of the Holy Spirit. You ready to get into the word of God? I am so ready to get in the word of God. Let's go into first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10 through 12. The word of God says this, but when completeness com comes, what is part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put a, put the ways of a childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I should know fully, even as I am fully known. And so... Apostle Paul's talking about he used to he used to think as a child, he used to be as a child, he used to think like a child, but he had to put away childish things. So Christian maturity requires giving up our old patterns. Let me say this sentence again. Christian maturity requires giving up our own our old patterns and embracing new ones. As people move into maturity, everything changes, including their words, their action, and thinking. Christians must understand that while the believers yeah, while the believers they are today is a good start, they are intended to grow and change with time. The gifts are needed to keep the process going until he comes, then they will be needed no longer. The important issue for Christians is not the, not the display of their spiritual gifts, but the exercise of faith, hope, excuse me, hope in above all love. The Greek word for putting away is the same word used for prophecy and knowledge in verse 8 and done away in verse 10. The word does not mean to come to an absolute incision, uh, but to render an operator. Apostle Paul refers to himself as first a child. And if we be honest, that's all of us when we become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and live um, in childish ways. And then as an adult, we put away the childish 
understanding of the world when we when he became a man or when we become a woman or a man we grow up in eternity we, um we will be made perfect and complete and will be in the very presence of god we will have a full understanding and appreciation for one another as unique expression of god's infinite infinite creativity we will use our differences as a remain as a reason to praise God based on that perspective let us treat each other with the same love and unity that we will do what that we will have one day in heaven with the Lord in his presence seeing him face to face so let us respect one another and love one another and be in unity and not against one another my God so let's get back into first Timothy chapter five I mean chapter four verse 11 through 15. And this is what the word of God says. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So do you remember when you turned 16? Or how about 21? In many cultures, turning a particular age has a special significance, and such milestones often bring greater privileges and responsibilities. In the Christian's life, however, your age is not as important as your conduct. Let me say it again. In a Christian's life, however, your age is not as important as the, your conduct. No matter how young you are called to live a faith that is an example in speech, conduct, faith, love, and purity to other believers. Regardless of your age, God can use you. Let me say it again. Regardless of your age, God can use you. Yes, God can use you. And so whether you are young or old, don't think of your age a, um, a, um, handy, as a handicap. Live so others can see Christ in you. The scriptures referred to here is, in fact, the Old Testament. We must make sure to emphasize the entire Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament. We cannot pick out each scripture and then think we can just feed off that and give our congregation just that information. No, we need the Old Testament and the New Testament because at the end of the day, it's all God. Hmm. Let's go on. Let's keep going on. And so there are rich rewards in studying the in studying the people in the let me hold on let me go back to the sentence did I missed a sentence so the scriptures referred to here is in fact the old testament we must make sure to emphasize the entire Bible both the old and the new testament there are rich rewards in studying the people the events prophecies and principles of the old testament highly skilled and talented athletes lose their abilities if their muscles aren't toned by consistent um by constant use Likewise, we will lose our spiritual gifts if we don't put them to work. Our talents are improved by exercising, but failing to use them causes them to waste away from lack of patience and nourishment. What gifts and abilities has God given you? Use them regularly in serving God and others. In first, I mean, in Second Timothy chapter one, verse six to eight, the Word of God says this. For this reason, 
I remain, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the line on my of own of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, self, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of, of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So do not hinder the gift that God has given you. And do not take it as lightly that you just got to step there on the couch that is going to get more growing because you're sitting down. That's not how it works. You got to put some work into it. You got to put some study into it. You got to get into the word. Are you a worship singer? You got to sing that song. You gotta, you're doing this for the Lord. You ain't doing it just for your selfish way. And what you think, if God has given you that gift, you don't just sit on that gift and hide that gift. No, you keep you keep nourishing it. You keep exercising it. And you keep studying. You still do. You equip yourself who God created you to be. My God. So let's go into Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31. The word of God says this. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and worry and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will sow on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow worried. They will walk and not be faint. Even the strongest people get tired at times. But God's power and strength never diminish. Let me say it again. Even the strongest people get tired. But God's power and strength never diminish. He is never too tired or too busy to help and listen. His strength is our source of strength. When um, when you feel all of um, all of life crushing you and cannot go another step, remember that you can call upon God to renew your strength. Hoping in the Lord is expecting that His promise of strength will help us to rise above um, above life's distractions and difficulty. And so, do you believe God loves you and wants the best for you? Can you relax? confident that his purpose are right? Are you convinced that he has the power to control all of life in your life as well? Though your faith may be struggling or weak, accept his provision and care for you. Because what he's trying to do in your life, he's trying to make you move the way he sees you. Not caring all that burden, not caring all that worrisome, worrying about this and worrying about that and moving, doing this and that. And Sit down and be still and know that he is God. What he's putting you, you got everything you already need. You just need to sharpen your more skills and get more, doing more things for what he's putting you to sharpen who you are. You don't got to be worrying about this and worrying about that. God is in control. Do you trust God? Let's get back into the word of God. So in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7, the word of God says this. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing, overflowing with thankfulness. So receiving Christ as Lord of your life is the beginning of life with Christ. But you must continue to follow his leadership his, by being rooted, built up, and strengthened in the faith. Christ wants to guide you in me. Help us with the daily problems. We can live for Christ by, number one, committing our life and submitting our life to him. Number two, seeking to learn from him. 
his life in his teaching. Number three, recognizing the Holy Spirit's power in you, in me. So Apostle Paul uses this illustration of our being rooted in Christ Jesus. Just as plants draw nourishment from the soil through their roots, so we draw our life-giving um, life strength from the Lord Jesus Christ. The more we draw our strength from him, the less we will be fooled by the falsely claimed to have life's answers. If Christ is our strength, we will be free from human regulation. Let's get into uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 through 30. The word of God says this. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so a yoke is a heavy wooden harness that fits over the shoulders of an ox or oxen. It is attached to a piece of equipment that oxen are to pull. A person may be carrying a heavy burden of, one, sin, two, excessive demands of religious leaders, three, oppression and persecution, or four, worriness in the search for God. Jesus freed people from all these burdens. The rest that Jesus promises is love, healing, peace with God, not, not the end of all labor. A relationship with God changes meaningless, meaningless worrisome toil into spiritual productivity and purpose. Jesus is saying that his, he is good and his system is good, not burdensome or difficult. Religious rules and regulations can be harsh and pressing, and you can easily get overburdened if you don't know how to do everything you feel is expected of you. But Jesus is saying, here I am, not that way. My ways are not like that. They are not hard or harsh or sharp and pressing, but they are comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. Jesus leads us to a place that is comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. I believe that serving God is easy if we learn to hear from him and simply obey rather than struggling to do things he never asked us to do for him. Take time and seek God about whether your works are his works. Is he leading you to do them? If you do discover that you are involved in works of the flesh and that God has not given you that grace to do them, do not be afraid to lay them down and seek him about his will for your life. Remember, it will not always be easy, but there will be com um, comfort, grace, and pleasure associated with doing his works worked. Jesus wants to be the light, the load, and load you, and I have been carried out by ourselves and give you rest. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you. Bye.